0: in that case, I pronounce you lucky.
3: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions
0: apply. See website for details.
2: Son. Great
0: effort. Great goal.
2: Absolutely
0: brilliant. Oh.
2: He cuts
1: inside. He shifts it inside. Nothing out in this. Great goal from Son. Spurs
2: 1-0 left. Lucas Moura with some space and options,
0: one of them here is Son. Dele waiting is waiting in the middle, Lucas Moura is waiting in the middle. And here's Lucas Moura and Alli gets that third and scores! This
1: evening, you see there, Leicester give the ball away cheaply. It's played in
2: to Lucas Mora. Son all the time in the world, loads and loads of space, takes his time and just picks out Deli who's just onside on the back. To
1: Spurs. Hello guys and welcome back to the last word on Spurs where we'll be discussing that win against Leicester City and of course building up to playing Barcelona in the Champions League already looking forward to this game. Nervous at the same time as I'm sure all of you guys out there are listening to this show. Now just a reminder for you, with Spurs playing Barcelona in the Champions League, we are going to be back on Love Sport this week on Thursday night to review that game. So just a reminder, we're going to be on between the hours of 7pm to 9pm in the UK. That is of course 7pm to 9pm in the UK. And if you want to get in touch with us during that two hour show where we'd love to hear from you, you can call us on the following number of... Of 0208 70 that's 0208 70 and of course if you would like to give us a call and you are based outside of the uk all you need to simply do is add plus 44 in front of that number now a reminder for you guys that you can listen to the show both on 558 am and dab radio that is 558 am ...and DAB Radio, and of course you can also catch the show... ...both on the Love Sport website and across their app. Now, joining us to review the Leicester win... ...and bringing up to Barcelona, I of course firstly have... ...Jason McGovern joining myself... ...and along with us two returning guests to the last word on Spurs. Firstly, a regular to the show, which you would have heard... ...a lot this season, we love having him on... ...in Jamie from the Daily Hotspur... ...and also making his return to the show... Another fan favourite in Dan from Yidvids. Enjoy the show and keep those fingers crossed for Barcelona tonight. First up, as always, I've got Jason McGovern back on the show. Jase, how are you?
2: Good to be back on, mate. Good for a win as well. So oh, uh, you, you people cold kept telling me Leicester was a tough place to go as well. well. So
1: did you, didn't you? That's a tough place.
2: No, I said it'd be quite comfortable up there, didn't I? I said if there's no Vardy, it's a comfortable win.
1: All right, missed it, Meg. All right, calm down. Let's get him out of his box. Joining Jason tonight, we've got obviously a couple of returning guests to the show, a regular panellist, and of course, Jamie from the Daily Hotspur back with us. Jamie, how are you?
4: Yeah, all good, thanks, Ricky. I mean, obviously, yeah, obviously, really exciting games to look forward to. Probably one of the biggest Spurs games of my lifetime, so uh, yeah, should be a good one. Of course,
1: and we are recording on a Monday night, but of course, the show goes out to you Tuesday, so we are going to be saying tonight because that's when it's going to be the Barcelona game. Huge game for us tonight. And join us last but not least, we've got the brilliant Dan returning from Yidvids. Dan, how are you?
3: Good evening, boys. Yeah, and uh, Jason, I think Leicester would have been a hard place to go three years ago, but judging by uh, Saturday's performance, not anymore.
1: Well, let's get Jason's thoughts on it then. So, coming back around here, Jace, Spurs back into third in the Premier League above Chelsea and Arsenal with yet another remarkable away win. Does that again signify, Jace, what the brilliant job? Pochettino is doing here when, like we said last week, you know, multiple injuries without our own stadium, no new signings and, you know, every single away game, Jace, we're still grinding them out.
2: Not quite every away game because there was that one at the Emirates we didn't get, but uh, no, I know what you mean. It was uh, it was a really comfortable win, wasn't it? I, I think, as I said, no Vardy. Leicester are a, are a very different side without Vardy, it must be said. They look completely toothless and... Let's be fair. The first half was quite painful watching it, wasn't it? It wasn't exactly much going on, and then Sonny scored one of the, the types of goals we've seen him do it countless number of times. That goal, haven't we? He's he's almost like Arjun Robin the amount of times he just cuts in and finds a top corner. And he's he's actually done it at Leicester before. I think he scored a really similar goal there in the FA Cup, cup. in the FA Cup, didn't he? And then he's throwing Delhi Ali's replica goal. It's it's uh, it's definitely the actual replay stadium for us, isn't it? But no, it was, uh, you know, second half, we just kind of coasted it, didn't we? And uh, it was an incredibly comfortable win. Probably the only surprise was, was seeing Kane and Eriksson come off the bench because you, you didn't really feel there was a need for them to even come off the bench.
1: Well, I just wanted to bring that on to that point because, Jay, I want to come round to you, Jamie. That is perfect game, really, for know, wasn't it? Because it's three points to keep up with the rest yeah. of that clutch at the top, remaining in third. And he managed to rest, there we said, Kane <clears> and Eriksson for much of that game ahead of tonight's trip to Barcelona.
4: Yeah exactly I mean obviously with Chelsea, Arsenal and Liverpool having won before I think that was you know there was pressure was on us to go and win and we we did exactly that and obviously got a great chance to rest those two so you know to have gone there without with without two of your key men I think that was just I think it was a great great result for us I have to argue that Leicester I in my opinion is a tough place to go still I think you know when they were they had a good. They were on a good run of form. So I'd argue that it's still, you know, a, a tough place to go. But yeah, I mean, without those two, to have got the three points was a great job from the squad.
1: Yeah, and Dan bringing you in, Z-Man at Spurs Dog One says, "How impressive has the away form been this season? Eight wins out of ten has to be a record for Spurs." What do you make of that, Dan, and the performance overall?
3: Uh, yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was a very solid performance. I thought that was probably the easiest easiest away win of the season I can think of. Um, a lot of the ones we've won, we've sort of been kind of hanging on at the end. Like West Ham, for example, and <clears throat> a few others, but... Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it, was, it was very solid. I think, um, I can't remember the last time. Can anyone remember the last time Ericsson and Kane didn't didn't play a game? Or? Well, I just, yeah, I I've on, got but...
1: the stats here oh, Okay, well, and someone's go. going to steal my thunder but I've got to read this out cause this is incredible, this stat. Okay. So Spurs started a Premier League game with neither Christian Ericsson nor Harry Kane for the first time since a 4-0 defeat at Chelsea. Who can forget that one? In 2014, under Dim Tim. And just to give you the reminder of the team from that day, just so that it shows you how much this squad has come on, we had Lloris Norton... Dawson, Cabal, Vertongan, Sandro, Benteleb, Walker, Sigurdsson, Lennon, Adabayor. I mean, Dan, that's an all change, pretty much, team, isn't it, when you think about it?
3: Well, yeah. I mean, apart from Vertongan and Larissa, it's pretty much everyone, isn't it, I think? It is. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, was, that, was that the game where Sherwood had an absolute rant at them after that's the right. whistle Yeah, so yeah. Not yeah. enough yeah. gut, if you remember that, Dan. Not enough gut. Yeah. You felt like that was the sort of turning point um, for him, didn't you? But, but yeah, I mean, without Kane Eriksson, I mean, I, I don't know about you boys, but I was thinking before the game, I was like, don't rest them both at the same time. You know, this is still an important game, and, and as, as important as Barcelona is, I think I was thinking, oh, you can't, you can't do that. I can't leave them both out. But, but again, Pochettino knows what he's doing, doesn't he? So, that's the way it goes.
1: It is. And Jace, let's get your thoughts then, because I know you've got some stats you want to read out on, you know, the impact. Uh, you know, we discuss about the squad so much, and. Does it? I have enough strength in it. Reel him off, chase, Go for it.
2: Right. It's astonishing, isn't it? This this media perception that Tottenham without Kane would be uh, are in big trouble, and oh, Spurs' season will collapse if they ever lose Kane. And don't misunderstand me. Not for one minute am I saying I don't want to see Harry Kane starting. But but 13 games we've played without Kane in the starting lineup, we've won nine of them and only lost once. The only one we lost was away at Man United. We've beaten Chelsea without Kane. We've beaten Manchester City without Kane in the starting lineup. So you can't even just say it's it's well it's because he only gets rested for the little games. So it just shows you that Tottenham without Kane can win games, and actually, is an even more astonishing one. Our points ratio go up without Harry Kane in the side to the quantity of ten points per season. That's astonishing. Ten points per season Mm. better off without Kane starting, which means Harry Kane has cost us two league titles.
1: (laughs) Come on, Jason, You're not really going to
2: sit
0: here and argue (laughs) that point, are
2: you? I thought you'd like that one. I knew the boys would be surprised. The reason we haven't won two league titles is then bloody ten points a season that Harry Kane cost us. (laughs) So you're telling me, Jason?
1: are are you telling me then tonight against Barcelona you do not want to see Kane that starting line-up, you want to see Fernando Loriente leading the line?
2: That's a, league, that's a Champions League game. I'm not counting them. Premier oh, League
1: right. game. Okay. No,
2: but, but no, seriously, you know, it just shows you, doesn't it, that that, that lazy media perception that Spurs, well, they're, they're stuffed without Kane, actually isn't true. We've actually picked up nine wins in the 13 games that he hasn't played and only one defeat. And um, that, that just shows you that, that somebody, Deli has scored, in those games that Kane's missed, Delhi Alli, I think, has got nine goals in those 13 games and Sonny's come up with seven in those so players fill in for him you know you find a way to play don't you without somebody and somebody else comes in and they've stepped up to the plate just like we've covered for the loss of of almost every other player so you know just next time somebody tells you Spurs are a one man team and stuff without Kane just, just have a word and tell them the actual facts
1: Jamie I want to come round to you do you think at times, you know, we have sit, sat here and, as you know, on Love Sport as well, we've criticised Pochettino at times for his lack of in-game management and not mm-hmm. making substitutions quick enough at times. Do you have to give the man the praise over being brave with that selection to leave both Kane and Eriksen on the bench and trust his squad like he did against Leicester?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's obviously interesting. I'd argue that uh, the subs were were the issue, I think, against Southampton. You know, he obviously um, took ages to... T- you know. Really struggled to take Kane off, and it was just a bit of a, you know, he, we were three, you know, two nil up, we were three nil up, and we were cruising the game, and he just refused to take some of the key players off. So uh, that was obviously a bit of a, bit of a weird thing. But you know, we'd all, I think we all kind of thought that he learnt with the subs after the inter game. But um and I think you know he brought brought Kane on as well against Leicester as well. So I thought he made some, still made some pretty strange in-game management but uh, I, I think he overall I do think he is improving I think he showed that against Inter as I said um, you know he, he made the right subs he did the same against PSV so I guess he is learning somewhat but um, yeah uh, and as you said it, I think it was it was brave to to, to uh, <laughs> leave Kane and Ericsson out of the team but uh, yeah I think I think he's he's getting he's definitely getting better
1: I mean, we talk about these couple of games here without Southampton and Leicester, we have to bear in mind that this is a squad now, at the moment, without Sanchez-Wanyama, Dembele-Lamella, and also making five changes to both the Southampton team and Leicester team, you know, together, Spurs have still managed back-to-back wins, and it just goes to show, I think, you know, the players in this Spurs squad that have stepped up, you know, the likes of Sissoko being one of the key ones, but I want to bring it back round to you, Dan... And just to ask you here a question here from HW at Winx the Wizard who says, does Potch keep resting Ericsson or is it due to contract issues like we saw with Toby last year after he came back from his injury? I mean, do you reckon Danny would really risk, you know, the, the result over contract negotiations? What do
3: you think? No, do you know what? No, I don't see that at all. I think, I think Toby would have heard last year. He was definitely the third choice centre back, wasn't he? I think, I think this is the difference between being the third choice centre back that Toby was and Ericsson being rotated. I mean, his men has some chronic stomach stomach problem. I think that's right. So, I, so I, I expect he's managing him perfectly. And I, I think Ericsson's too important that even if he wasn't going to sign no contract and said I'm off to I don't know wherever in the summer, I don't think he can afford to not play him.
1: No, I agree with you. I don't think, I'd be a I think, I don't think anything of Ericsson is to do with contract negotiations. I think anyone that watches this Spurs team, Dan, would surely know Ericsson is the heartbeat to it. I think we said before in well, exactly. the show, it's imperative Spurs do anything in their power we, to try and get them to sign that new deal, Dan.
3: We don't really have um, a, a direct replacement for him, I don't think. I think there's two or three, maybe two players, and Jason has has just completely proved Kane out, out of the water. But Ericsson <laughs> is one of them that I think we don't have someone who does exactly what he does. I mean, Lamella is, can do some similar things. Ali can do slightly different things. But there's not that one, you know, real ball-playing number 10 playmaker that, that Eriksen is. was well, it's nowhere near as good as him, anyway.
1: In discussion with a team from the weekend, let's bring it back round to you, Jace, because we had Harry Kane, as we discussed, rested on the bench, as was Christian Eriksen, with Ho Min Son acting as Spurs' fourth nine for the match. There was also recalls for Serge aurea Jan Vertonghen and Harry Winks, along with starts... Four, Lucas Moura, Dele Alli and Moussa Soko, Spurs centre-backs Toby Alderweireld and Jan Vertonghen were reunited in the heart of the Tottenham Hotspur defence. Chase, what did you make of that selection when you saw it?
2: More or less, I think I, I fancied Eriksson would get a rest. I was surprised to see Kane missing. Um, but you know, with the injuries and that and the need to have players fresh for Barcelona, wasn't a big surprise, was it? I think it was just the, the lineup probably most of us thought it was still a bit of a surprise to see uh, to see Kane left out because you just don't ever expect him to get a rest, do you? But other than that, you know, Ori always had to more or less play at right-back, didn't he? Um, ben Davis was back in, having missed out in midweek, and we probably all think Rose will play in in Barcelona. Erickson got his rest. We know that he'll play tomorrow. So, it, 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 you know, nothing really surprises me. You, you've got the kind of squad that, that that's just what you've got to work with, isn't it? Fourth, we knew, was injured. Uh, Sanchez is out injured, so the two centre-halves, you know, more or less, pick themselves, and there's still no sign of Victor Wanyama ever coming back. So that's that's the side that you more or less expected. I, personally, I was a little bit su- surprised to see that he didn't go with a focal point in Lorente. I thought it's a chance to go with Lorente if he wants to play him at the Emirates. But if he has completely drawn a line under Lorente, then then that explains that one.
1: We got a question in here, Joe. I want to ask you from Dustin at Debo 1980, a regular listener. Dustin, I hope you're well. It is, what are your thoughts on the attacking combination of Ali, Son, and Lucas? Question mark. Are you confident in this front three if and when Kane rests?
4: Yeah, well, to be honest, I am. But um, I mean, look, that they've all got goals in them. You know, they've all obviously scored recently, so I think they've all proved that they can step up. Son is usually the one that scores the goals. So I think that, um, yeah, I think they're more than uh, capable. And I think, you know, that those, the, the any of those five, you know, the Lamella or and Ericsson as well, I think they've all, we're so blessed in terms of attacking options. And I know a lot of people wanted Anthony Martial and someone like that over the summer. But to be honest, that is honestly one of the, you know, it's the strongest area of our squad, I'd argue, um so in terms of you know when if people want us to return for a play like that in the in the summer or january i'd argue that look that's by far our strongest area of the squad and, and you know you compare that those sort of options to other clubs in the premier league it's you know you you certainly think it's going to be right up there
1: sticking with you jay uh, again another question here this is from ant to ant mbv more of a statement really he says when Potch rests Kane, can we all have a bit more faith and not lose our minds? Some of the comments on Twitter before the game were embarrassing. We did OK when he was injured before. The guy's not a machine. Well, he's a goal machine. <laughs> you, can, you can see where he's coming from. But do you agree that at times, Jamie, we have to, you know, as a fan base, trust in the manager, trust in his squad selection?
4: No, absolutely. I think, obviously, look, we've got one of our most important games of the season. So you wouldn't want anything, you know, if he was to get injured against Leicester, then, you know be an absolute disaster you wouldn't really want to be taking any risks i think it's not it's not usual for big clubs to rest their best players ahead of a huge game like barcelona so to be honest i think we you know he's certainly proved over the last few weeks that we absolutely got to trust him i think a number of you know against inter and chelsea especially he got the teams spot on you know it's kind of lineups we weren't quite expecting but um you know i think that's something that he's totally earned i trust in uh his starting starting lineups
1: and Dave, coming back around to you, another question here from Anthony Heard. I think it's back to what Jason said about Lorente as such. He says, with Lorente not involved in a squad at all against Leicester, do you think we might see him sold in January or is Potts resting him for the FA Cup? Laugh out loud. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah, I I think his his Spurs career was over about a year ago, wasn't it? I think as soon as as soon as when he came in, I thought mm, do you know maybe he might get a bit more game time than Janssen got, but he sort of hasn't really. He, he he's he's probably third or fourth choice striker really. I think was it Son was Son up front? Would you say? Son I was up front or Mora was up front. Well, I didn't ask nine, but yeah. I think they
1: were Shorts rotating nine, yeah. throughout the game. If I'll be honest with you, Dan, I mean,
3: but, but yeah, I mean, if, if Son's if Son's there, he's gonna he's gonna play there, and not Llorente. And same with Mora. So uh, yeah, Llorente's pointless. I think someone someone on the radio the other day said something about him going to Palace. I don't know, I don't know how true that is, but um, yeah, he needs to he needs to move. I, I don't I don't hate Llorente. He's good at what he does, but mm. it's not the way we play football, is it really? Mm.
1: To be fair, Palace and all the help they can get, so you can, well, maybe, under- <laughs> you can maybe see why they <laughs> might be interested in him. Uh, I mean, yeah. Coming back around here, Jace, we saw in the opening 10 minutes or so, Jan Vertonghen very much back to his best, a crucial goal-saving interception. And then, uh, we go kind of moving on in the game, we saw Huminson Min Son put us in front, Jace, with what can only be described as a wonderful strike from outside the box on the brink of half-time. What a strike, Jace.
2: Well, as I said, it's it was Robin-esque, isn't it? That goal, and we've we've seen it from him plenty of times. Um, you know, one at Stoke a couple of years ago, Millwall in a cup tie. I can remember him doing that. One at Leicester in a in a cup tie. I, I bet I bet there's nine or ten goals he scored in that way. He just loves that little bend into the top corner. And the great thing with Sonny is, you know, they're talking about his strongest and weakest foot, but he can score with his right or left, and that. That's a huge asset for a player. To I be, mean, you know, for a defender, he thinks, right? I'll show him onto his weakest foot. You can't do that with Sonny because he can f- pop it onto his his left foot and just curl one in the same way. So that's a fantastic asset for for Sonny to have, and it's it's good to see him coming back, isn't it? You know, that that West Ham Cup tie was the start of it, wasn't he? When he got those two goals that night, and since then he's been uh, much more like the Sonny we know. And you know, when when you you have got the the option to rest Kane, it's good to know that Sonny. Steps up and he's a to- obviously a totally different player. He's not going to lead the line in the same way, but he's, he can cause plenty of problems for defenders and uh, good to see him back in form, mate.
1: I think, Jason, you might agree with me here that that break that he had not going with South Korea to their latest batch of international games <laughs> seems to have done the world of good, hasn't it?
2: It has. And, uh, you know, as I kept saying at the time, it, it's not so much that inavailability at the at uh, those tournaments that he was involved in. It's the the emotional strain that he's under when he's... I mean, you know, it wasn't just going away with a tournament, was it? His whole career was on the line, Uh, you know. And to have to come back from that, the the emotional part that he goes through, that's tiring enough for him. Our only disappointment is there's a big chance that he'll almost certainly go away again in January. So we've got to try and cover that that eventuality as well. But um, Sonny on his day... He's he's a fantastic player, isn't he? He's he's still a little bit streaky, isn't he? He has these great runs and then he can go quiet for for a month or so or six weeks. But when he's on fire, my word, is he a massive asset for this club.
1: Yeah, and coming around to you, Jamie, you know, we say so many times and again on Love Sport and you join us in with that. And we all agree that, you know, Son's ability just seems to be so criminally underrated by many opposition supporters. Those of not of Tottenham. Scoring one, set up the other. I Mm. mean, it was a great performance from Sonny, wasn't it, against Leicester?
4: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know that only only Harry Kane of the squad since uh since he joins uh scored more goals. So it shows you, you know, he's a, just a fantastic goal scorer. Um yeah, and it's it's true he does he does go through spells where he's in and out of form. Um but to be honest, from over the last few weeks I've been really really impressed with him. I think he's uh, massively stepped up and you know, I think another player who I'm sure we'll come on to in a minute is Deli Ali, who's um, I think he's finding another level of um, performance, and I think I Son's been doing exactly the same. I think um, you know we're starting to see a uh, Son step his game up to the next level. I've been seriously impressed by the way he's been playing, um, and especially against Leicester. I mean, for to, to be able to rest the player like Kane and and for human Son to come and do what he did was just yeah, was fantastic, and uh, certainly. One thing was you know, we might not mention was the was the assist for for Deli Ali's goal. I think, you know, he looked like it was a the chance had gone, but somehow he managed to pick out Deli Ali perfectly at the back post and um, yeah, I mean he, he's just such a huge player to have in our squad and to have signed him for twenty million pounds all those summers ago is an absolute bargain. His
1: value, Jamie, it must have surely double, trebled by now, isn't it? It's incredible.
4: Yeah, exactly, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you know, you look at some of the transfer of these people going for now, so, yeah, I, but the one thing, you know, I love about Sonny the most is just the, the, the passion that he shows for the club, you know, he's got so much respect for the club, and I think that's why we all love him so much, I mean, he's got certainly, for me, the best chant at Spurs, absolutely love the <laughs> the human son chant, and you, you know what, he's... I just, I, I, I do love the respect that he has for the club. And yeah, what a player. His £22 million pound fee's probably been paid off by all the um,
3: Korean tourists we have. <laughs> about, <really>. <laughs> <laughs> I saw there was a flag at Leicester, wasn't there? A big Korean flag. Yeah. I was thinking, he, well, where are these loyalty points coming from?
2: <laughs> he, he's definitely proved himself to be a little bit more than a shirt seller, though, hasn't he? No, well, no, I know. When we signed him, you know, when we signed him, there were people saying, oh, you know, just sign another shirt seller. Well, yeah. no, the shirts he's selling, he's genuinely selling. You mm. know, they're, they're not just because of one thing. So, no, it's fantastic.
3: Those um, Korean commentary clips as well. On, oh. On, they're oh, they're and they
1: Ooh, incredible. The best. Yeah. We can't sell him just for that reason alone, Dan, can we? we got to keep him <laughs> no, in the no, team. Absolutely. The stats on him, which I find incredible, you know, at the moment it's three goals in his last four Premier League appearances, Contributed to four goals in his last four starts in the Premier League. Do you think with Sonny, as he feels himself now, he's finally getting back to his best? I mean, to try and go out and buy a player... Like him, Dan, it cost us a fortune, wouldn't it, now, if you think about it? You know, he's a kind of player, I think, anyone in the top four, top five, we we're looking to sign a player like him that can make the difference in games. And I just think he always seems to step up when, you know, key players are not on the field for you. The likes of your Harry Kane's, the likes of your Christian Eriksson's. You can seem to rely on Sonny with a moment of magic like we saw against Leicester.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think if he was Brazilian, his transfer fee would have been three or four times as much. Um, <laughs> but, he, yeah, he's, he's fantastic. I mean... The the, the the point Jason made with his left and his right foot is is I, when you said it I was thinking actually what foot is he and then I realised that he took a penalty with his right foot once and I was thinking yeah he must be right foot but he's he's, he's incredible with his left foot and, and, and another goal he scored very similar to one the other day that you were talking about um, was Watford like last year I think the year before last season at White Lane he scored one just like that in the bottom corner um, past Gomez but I think um, sometimes in terms of stepping up when Harry Kane's not there I, I think some of them in a way I know there's been a big, big lot of talk with uh, Lucas Moura sort of hindering Kane's game. Is there any, mm. is there any suggestion that Kane maybe hinders some of their, you know, we, we go through Kane too much? I'm not saying we should drop him. Obviously, well, Jason, like, Jason's, away, Jason's but... stats at the start of the show. Well, because we should have at the
1: football club at all.
3: <laughs> Get rid of him.
1: <laughs> Just sticking with you, Jace, You know, I know you're a massive Sonny fan. We discuss it always in <coughs> your weekly. But it's co- quotes that he says when he comes out. he says that It's an honour to play in this shirt and honour to score for the club. He always says that he tries to give his best and he feels it's back to his best form again, Jason. He's one of those players that you can tell that when he's on the field, he gives his absolute everything to the course for Tottenham, doesn't he?
2: Ah, oh, absolutely. And, um, you know, one of our biggest breaks in the last few years was Pochettino persuaded him to, uh, to change his mind over possibly leaving, you know, to think he could have left at the end of that first season. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, he got his head down and he, he's just... Uh, another goal his top corner curler was at Middlesbrough, wasn't it? He scored oh, top like yeah. yeah, what a goal that was! And I mean, if, if you actually look at it, I, I think him and Delhi had both around about fifty goals. But if you looked at them and you put all their goals together, they probably made the best fifty of them. Forty-eight would be Sonny's. It's, it's <laughs> astonishing. It's absolutely astonishing the quality of goals that he's he scored in his time. He's, uh, that is uh he's a very special player for us and. And you know, when when there was all the talk about our oh, Spurs leader Riyad Mahrez, I kept saying then. But every minute Riyad Mahrez plays, is a minute less that Sonny would play. Mm. And would Riyad Mahrez have done any better for us than Sonny's done? It, it's you know, it, it doesn't get the credit anywhere near he deserves from people.
1: Yeah, another player coming on to about credit and not getting enough of it. I think that leads us perfectly on to Jamie. I know you wanted to discuss him, Deli Ali. Now again, this guy already got 50 goals for the club at 22 years old i just think that's ridiculous isn't he again another special special player and he got spurs his second
4: absolutely i mean i've been really really impressed with delhi over the recent weeks um obviously he had a tough start to the season after an impressive world cup but um you know and struggled with injuries and fitness but um as i said over week over the last few weeks he's really been hitting top form and you know i I'd even go as far as saying he's starting to find a new level now because really? physically he just looks he just looks uh so strong um you know I, you, you see him you know in real life he's just such an imposing figure um and for me it just seems so, you know he seems so impossible to get the ball off his passing's been fantastic um and yeah look he's starting to control the play for us and and for me right now he's probably our most dangerous creator
1: Jace, let's bring it back around to you for a second. Do you agree with Jamie? Do you think he's found a new level?
2: He's certainly, quite, he's certainly improving every season. I think there's, there's still a long, the great thing is there's still a long way to go. I mean, 22 years old. And to, to have made the impression that he's done at 22. It's not just his, his goal scoring. It's his, it's his all-round intelligence. I mean, you saw it with the, with the goal he scored. OK, you could say his ankle was offside. But, you know, so many young players would be so eager to get into that position, that they would completely go offside. And, you know, we saw him him hold that run at Leicester for his very first goal when he was, what, 19 or
1: what? Déjà vu, Jess, wasn't it, a case of that exactly.
2: goal? And he's, he's just he's, he's an intelligence, you know... You look at Alvaro Morata, who's constantly offside and players like that. And yet, Dele, he's, he's still at 22, has that presence to make sure he, he doesn't go too early. And you could see him, even though he's, his ankle was technically offside. He was desperately, you know, as, as the line's pushing out, he'll go with it. It's, it's just his awareness and things like that that, that's, that separate him as a very special talent. And then another one, you know, as soon as he steps on the pitch, he was getting booed by Leicester. And you think, why? I just don't think you understand. Yeah. <laughs> I like oh, it. I, I like it. I like it. Dad, coming round to you,
1: name Premier League man of the match for his performance against Leicester. I mean, I think for me, he ran that game up until his goal. I mean, he, was, he was so deserving of it, wasn't he? He was a great header. And his reaction to winning man of the match after to Sonny, he says, well, wow, finally gave me one
3: yeah yeah no no yeah he was yeah he's he's brilliant i i completely agree with Jamie, I think he's definitely found a new level um the last five or six five or six games i think I think a lot of people went massively overboard um when he wasn't playing at his best last season um some of the some of the things I had were, were just nonsense. he was still at a decent level, it was just maybe not quite as high as um the season before but yeah he's he's got um everything that a, a good creative midfielder has, but he also has that. Um, I don't want to mention his name on the thing uh, on the podcast. An, an old Chelsea player who also scored a lot of goals from midfield. Um, that knack for scoring goals okay, that yes, know, many okay. don't. Yep. Sorry, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about manager of Derby. That was
1: well avoided. That was well
3: avoided. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah sorry. Um, yeah, so uh, he's he's definitely got that similar sort of knack of goals that that he has. That that, that arriving in the box at the same time at uh, the right time. Sorry, exactly what Jason said about you know not being offside. He 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 has that eye for goal. I think that, that sets me apart from most of the other number 10s or whatever position you say he plays in the Premier League.
1: And Jase, coming back round to you, some interesting comments that I picked up on. Listen, I know they're Arsenal legends, but Ian Wright and Martin Keown calling Deli a leader. And i discussed this, you know, quite a bit about him, Deli, because I think at times, you know, in certain games where you need him to step up, I think he is that superstar player. And they said, you know, Kane sat on the bench with Lucas Moore playing up top and Deli Alley really took it upon himself to be that leader. Lovely feat. He's so clean, I think he does. He wants to penetrate from the middle and that's area he wants. And I think it goes back to what Dan says there, Jace, that he loves playing. Becoming that guy that's just arriving on the edge of the box, or always looking to make that run, as you discussed.
2: Yeah, he thrives on the attention, doesn't he? He loves being the, the, the boy in the in the in the limelight, if you like. He, you know, when he's interviewed, he's, he's he's quite shy afterwards. But I think on the pitch, he just loves loves all the attention. I think he he quite enjoys now being a, a target for people to kick. I think he enjoys being a target to be booed, and he he just responds now in the perfect way. And you know, his, his, his game's maturing. We don't see the uh, the little petulance so often, do we, as, as we used to do? I thought there was a couple of times on Saturday when he could have easily gone over in the box but but stayed on his feet. Um, things like that. It's, it's just his all-round game is maturing. And, um, you know, thank God he signed that six-year contract. But I'm sure we'll, you know, we'll still see it in the summer. It was off to Real Madrid and Man United and in the long list of them that are
1: leaving again. And just coming back around to you, Jay, you know, we had the also stats out that it became the third player to score 50-plus goals for Spurs in all competitions since 2015-16 to 16, alongside Hoon and Harry Kane. No other Premier League covers more than two players who have done it. So, at that time, I and mean, again, that's that show, Jay, again, the squad, there's mm. goals amongst it. It's not just one player mm. in Kane. We have got goals spread
4: amongst it. No, again, yeah, spot on. I think, um, his stats are comparing to lights likes of Skulls, Beckham, Lampard, and Gerrard, you know, it just really speaks for itself, you know, to have a midfielder that scores that number of goals. Um, and really, you know, obviously, as we've just mentioned, you know, he's just got such a fantastic, um, you know, ability to be in the right place at the right time, making the right runs. And he, it's, it's just that he is such an intelligent player. Um, and I think ahead of tomorrow, I think one of, the other big things I'd say about Delia is that he's a he is a big game player, and um, I think tomorrow is the sort of game that he's really going to thrive on. And um, hopefully tomorrow we will see the best of Delia. Allen
1: of course, tonight for you listening on Tuesday, you might sitting <laughs> on a very late Monday night, as Jamie points out. There, it could be tomorrow for some of you. We're trying to get the podcast out if your Monday night. Just a quick word, lads, on Sir Jurya. Now, I know Dan, you're a massive fan of him. We've had you, we've had you on the show before. <laughs> I bet you've stu- he's been alright.
3: To be fair, he's been alright.
1: Have you him on roll- the back of your shirt this season, Dad? That's the question. Yeah, uh,
3: well, I'm no, not, not going that far. But, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, he's been much better this season, hasn't he? <laughs> he's been much better. And actually, yes. Trippi's got a lot worse. It's sort of roles reversed, really.
1: He left the pitch due to injury, Oria. And it has to be said that his assist this season, as in now as many as David Silva, Guilfi Sigurdsson, Shakiri, Sanchez, One Mata, Riyad Mahrez, Lacazette, Gundogan, Ozil. What's the right about, Say He can be the assistman,
2: can't he? Oria? Uh, yeah, all right. If, if you want to go there. <laughs> but, you, know, I mean, you, you mentioned um, the uh, the Yavatonga really early on when he cleared a ball. Where did that ball come down? Like or his exactly. yeah, And, yeah. you know, I've said it all season. The first thing I want fullbacks to do, I don't care about the assists. I want the fullback to be able to defend his space. Even if he's playing as a wingback, you can't have people running past you so easily and you know that that's been our big problem in recent weeks with with we saw it you know countless times at Arsenal didn't we um where where people just get in and behind us down both sides so you know however good the assists are they've got to sort that part of the game out and it's it'll be interesting to see how a young Carl Walker-Peters gets on you know it may not just be at Barcelona we may well have him in the team for the next two or three games so you know, it'd be interesting to see what difference he makes down that side.
3: Assist stats yeah. are rubbish as well, aren't they? Let's be honest.
2: Yeah, I mean, an assist, <laughs> a genuine assist like Trippier sometimes gets with a genuine cross as well. Yeah. But, uh, you know, a bloke who passes it 70 yards from goal. I mean, you know, Delhi got one, didn't he, for Sonny's goal against Chelsea. But you think, come oh, on, <laughs> that really go as an assist, does it? When a bloke's gone 70 yards on his own. Now,
1: before we chuck in more of your listener questions, just to finish up on that Leicester game, some incredible stats out there also we wanted to read out to you. 36 points after 16 top-flight matches, which represents Spurs' best record after 16 matches since 1960-61. We've won 13 Premier League away matches in 2018, more than any other team. And like I said, more away league wins, eight this season, than any other club in the top five European leagues. And on Leicester, which I thought was an interesting stat, they've now conceded more Premier League goals against Tottenham, 22, than any other team since their return to the top flight in 2014. So come on, let's hear more then of your listener questions. As always, guys, if you want to send in your questions to us, you can do that by our Twitter handle, at Spurs. And we'll try our best to read your question out to the panel each and every week. So let's see what more we've got. We've got another one from Kevin at KJC two two eight seven, who says, "Does an angel lose its wings every time Dyer turns it over in midfield?" Jace, what do you make of that one?
2: Does an angel lose its wings? You're the one with angel. <laughs> there <laughs> he goes again. <laughs>
1: You're the one that asks <laughs> <say Just> angel. <laughs> answer, just answer the question, McGovern.
2: Where's Missy Sacks? Can, can she just ask you? Answer the question, <laughs> McGovern. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Eric Dyer did OK on Saturday. You know, there are certain places, obviously, on the pitch where you don't want to lose the ball. And if it's in the centre of midfield, yes, it will give you a problem. But, um, you know, you know what my position on Eric Dyer is. I think once, once we get the positions alongside him sorted, we'll get Eric Dyer back to his best. So, you know, as long as he puts his fingers to his lips, I don't mind.
1: <laughs> okay, there you go. That's Jason's thoughts on that one. Right, another question. We're going to throw this one over to Jamie. This is from. Let's have a quick look. This is from Chris Lawton at Indigo underscore Luce Lawton, who says, "With all the injuries the club is having to manage, do you think Potter's training regime is to blame? Was it just bad luck? What do you make on that one, Jay?"
4: Um, I wouldn't. Oh, I don't know. I, I just I say it's bad luck. To be honest, I don't think the training methods. I'm sure you. You know, you know, they're going to have people, specialists, making sure the players are doing the right stuff. I think it's rubbish that Pochettino's training stuff is is causing the injuries. I think, you know, we've obviously just had the World Cup. I think that would have had a big impact. I know um, Pochettino spoke about uh, Southgate's mad decision to have, you know, Trippi obviously went off injured against Croatia and then two to three days later he had him back in the lineup. So I think, I think the World Cup, for me, he's had the biggest impact in why we've had so many uh, players go down. I think, you know, we were we the were third most behind uh, City and Liverpool, Manchester United. Um, so, I wouldn't, it's not, for me, it's not the training regime. I think the training regime works. So, yeah, I know as I said, I'm sure they have specialists making sure the players are doing all the right stuff.
2: The flip side of that that we'll never be able to say is if he reduced the intensity of the training, I wonder what difference that would have on our performances and results. You know, I mean, you look at that Chelsea game, you can only play that if, if you've been training with high intensity. So if you're if you're just strolling off and playing at 70% tempo, it may well be that we'd have less injuries, but we may well have less points as well.
1: Dan, let's get your thoughts on that question.
3: It, well, yeah, absolutely. I, I think I read somewhere the other day that out of the 10 players that we had uh, in the last, uh, the last weekend of the World Cup, I think the only one who hasn't had any sort of injury is uh, Alderweireld and Harry Kane, I think. I think I read that. Yeah, and all right. of the road, I don't even count anyway because he didn't have much of a season last year so he would have been fresh anyway. But I think that, that does definitely go to show that, you know, the, the, the lack of break, even the mental break that Jason was talking about earlier, the lack of mental break, the tiredness, the sort of mental tiredness definitely does take a good toll.
1: And just back to Leicester for a second, Jay's coming around to you, Andrew Skeska. Uh, a Stetska says still vastly confused by Pochettino's subs. Why bring on Eriksson and Kane in a 2 0 match? Are his managerial skills versus coaching skills a liability at this point?
2: What do you make of that one, Jace? Very strong point there. Well, I, I, I certainly don't think you can be say his managerial and coaching skills are a liability. <laughs> <laughs> a, a little bit surprised at that one. It, we were all surprised. I was surprised that Kane played the 90 minutes against Southampton. You know, I'd, I'd have taken him off at 60 minutes in. I was surprised that he, he came off the bench. And my only worry, a little bit, with Kane is that. Possibly we want him to chase, or perhaps he wants to chase, a golden boot. Mm. I, I don't know what his contractual positions are on golden boots. Just perhaps there's, there's too much of a bonus on his golden boot. And we seem to want to want to get him out there. But I, I didn't really see a need. But perhaps he wanted to, to to rest Lucas. And he wanted to rest Sonny before that that uh, game in Barcelona. And give them a, a little bit of time off. So I, I think Pochettino said whilst he came on, it wasn't much more than a 20-minute glorified training session for him but you know i'd love to criticize pochettino for things like that he he knows what he's trying to do he's he's got one eye on other games just let him get on with it and, and enjoy it while it's there now, just
1: on the eve of the Barcelona game, Jay, should bring up there, we had the news that there was a brand new contract for Carl walker Peters, a five-year deal. You would imagine coming round to you, Jamie, that the Spurs defender would surely be given a guarantee of more first-team football in the future than what we have seen. I think we've seen he's got a promising career ahead of him. And, Jamie, there's no bigger mm. game you could probably argue to be put into <coughs> than tonight's game against Barcelona, where Pochettino has come out and said he will be starting.
4: Mm. Yeah, I mean, look, for me... Obviously, given the form of Trippier and Ori, it's odd that, you know, he hasn't been playing so much. So, whether it's a case of, you know, Pochettino just doesn't fan- fancy him, I guess. Obviously, one of the downsides of Carl Walker-Peters is obviously his diminutive figure. Obviously, he's a very small player. Um, but look, last year he had a very impressive game. At the end of last season, a very impressive game against Leicester. Um, uh, and he obviously showed that he had great technical abilities. I just wonder whether, you know, Pochettino just doesn't fancy him. I I don't necessarily think that a con- new contract means that, you know, he's guaranteed game time. I think maybe it's just to protect his value. There's there's probably that point to be made. Um, but look, as as we saw, Juan Foyt, you know, he came in and obviously done a fantastic job. You know, same sort of build as Carl Walker-Peters. Um, but look, he came in and took his chance and whether Cole Walker-Peters will have that opportunity now to try and prove himself. But um, yeah, I find it odd that he's not been used so much, especially given the form of uh, Trippi and Oria.
2: I think the strange thing with his contracts is he only signed one, I think, at the end of... Yeah, March, in the summer. April yeah. or May. So, I mean, he clearly hasn't signed one to protect his value because he logically, he must have had, what did he sign? At least a, I would imagine it was at least a three or four year, wasn't it? In yeah, true. true. Uh, and this one takes him to what? The end of 2023. So, it does seem a little bit strange because he's, he's really only played. I think he just had the game at West Ham, hasn't he? This year? Yep, the correct. Yep. yep. Other than the, the sub at Leicester. So, it is strange. But, I, you know, I, I've wanted to see him all year because of our hmm. fallback problems. I've thought He's got to play cup tyres. And and for me, when we're at home to, I mean, you know, Cardiff at home, for instance, would have been a a Fulham at home. They're they're great opportunities for him to get Premier League games. And I wish we'd we'd see more of him. But, you know, I'm loathe, like I always say, I don't like to criticise Pochettino's selections because he he watches them all week. And if Kevin Nkudu's dribbled around him 10 times a day in training, Kevin is not good enough. We we don't see that, do we? You know, I, I really hope that we can get him so, give him a chance. I mean, you know, he'll make mistakes because he's a young defender. We've seen our Foithers make mistakes. And, you know, if tomorrow he gets skinned in Barcelona, well, you know, I shouldn't think he'll be the first fullback to, to get skinned alive in Barcelona. But give the boy time, be patient with him. And it's important because he is, we keep talking about we're short of homegrown players. We're short of club homegrown players as well. If there is a problem with Danny Rose, there's another club homegrown fullback that's leaving. So he, he is actually strategically quite an important player for us to make sure we do develop properly.
1: Jace, for a man though, like yourself, that's so big on game craft and you know not giving the opposition any kind of advantage, are you not surprised that Pochettino has used the pre match press conference to come out and say, He's going to be starting. Does that not give Barcelona already a kind of one step ahead, maybe a bit of time to do a bit of research in terms of his weak areas? I mean, I know he hasn't played many games, but there are is the option of you know looking at old video tapes, DVDs, or whatever. Is that just an unnecessary thing for Poch to come out and say? Do you think? Or Am I looking into that too deeply? Don't
2: we only produce DVDs when we win these? these <laughs> <lads>? <laughs> but do you get the point where I'm coming mean, from, I mean, Jase? I know where you're coming from. And if if they're sitting there tonight thinking, well, Tottenham have got a weakness at right back and Carl Walker-Peters is the one to get at. All I will say is, is if he hadn't gone and Aurier or Trippier there, they'd probably be saying Tottenham are weakest in the right back position and let's get down that side. (laughs) So, you know, it probably hasn't changed the way Barcelona approach it in, in any way at all. And not being funny, from the moment Serge Aurier is clearly not seen getting on a plane, it's pretty obvious that he hasn't travelled and
4: Trippier haven't travelled. Tripp, yeah, Trippier you know, is the same as well. So I guess um, maybe on that criticism, I got I got asked this on Twitter as well. Um, I guess, you know, neither of them have travelled. So I guess there's not really many other options to no. so be playing it right back. So, so you could I, play-
2: you could play Sissoko there, but in, which case, <laughs> but in which case Barcelona will say they're weak in their
0: right-back.
2: <laughs> you could play Eric Dyer there, in which case they'll say they're weak in their right-back spot. So, you know, it doesn't really matter. They're not that stupid, okay. Barcelona.
3: I was also thinking that, um, don't we train at their stadium the day before the game? So, yeah, yeah, that's the, right. The, that is what yeah, I was going to say, they're going to get enough information from that. then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. what, are you, what are you trying to suggest there Dan
3: well yeah well it goes out after 11 so they'll finish by then so it'll be alright but...
1: let's <laughs> have like the lights come out as well Dan
3: yeah <laughs> but just
1: sticking with you Dad for a second there I mean Dele Alli has come out and says Barcelona it would be one of the best results yet in I presume his, his time at Spurs to, to get a win there and he does believe that you know they're only human they are beatable and we must be ready to pounce on their mistakes do you share Deli's optimism that we can get a result tonight
3: do you know what? This is going to sound really cop out answer, but it depends on one man. I think. I think if if that one man for Barcelona plays, I think we're going to struggle. Um, if he doesn't, I think anything can happen. I think we drew. We drew one all last year at the Bernabeu. We've won in Milan. That um, well, was a few years ago, mind, but um, beat Dortmund in their place last year. So we've got good away form in the Champions League. Um, maybe not not so much this year, but but, but this squad know what it know what it takes to win at some of these big teams. Um, However, yeah, it just, I think it just comes back to that one, that one man. If if Messi fancies, if Messi fancies it and has a performance like he did against us in uh, Wembley, he's hard to stop. I'll
1: ask you, Jadis, When you when you when he said one man there, Dan, and I thought it was referring to an Argentinian. I thought it was referring to Raheem Lamella because he's back invaluable
4: for this squad. <laughs> what, do, what do you think of that one, Jake? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's been disappointing to see him pick up another injury. I mean, whether he'll play, I, I can't. I can't think he'll play. I mean, I think it'll be the the fun three of. Uh, sonny ericsson and delhi who will start but um you know on the on the point delhi made uh spurs are you know in terms of them being beatable spurs are aiming to become the first team to win a group stage game in the champions league at the new camp Blinding. since ruben gazan did in 2009 that's another but, good step uh, uh, Jamie, put it into real perspective for us there so there we go <laughs> unfortunately I, yeah i mean I, I i i did a preview today so i was kind of looking at the stats and uh yeah that was the one that really stood out for me and uh Slightly concerning, but um, yeah, I mean, obviously, on, on Messi starting, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see whether he does. Obviously, you know, they have topped the group, so whether they'll weaken the side. But um, with Suarez not playing, I'm kind of now thinking that Messi will have to start, really, unfortunately.
1: Just on, we've got more questions coming in here, and I'm going to read some of them out. So, Jace, let me come around to you. Luke at Luke Skinner says, Will Barcelona underestimate us?
2: Uh, um, possibly, but you know they've, they've played us once. I think the big danger of underestimating us was was the game at Wembley. Um, but you know they, they'll have seen us go to Madrid and get a result last year. They'll have seen us go to Juve and get a result. So I, I don't think they'll underestimate us. But I think you know as, as uh, Jamie's just said with that stat, Barcelona at home. Uh, you know they're they're a fantastic side. Let's be fair about it, and I, I think with Barcelona's mentality of the game, is never worry too much about the opposition. It's probably you know if they get their game right and Messi's on form, then they know that they can take any side apart. So I, I don't think it's so much they'll they'll underestimate us at all. The One thing that Barcelona are very clever at, like uh, Real Madrid are very clever at, is managing the referee, and mm-hmm. you know just just watch Sergio Busquets and players like that really manage a referee and by the end of the game he's completely wrapped around their little finger and that's one side we've certainly got to watch out for tomorrow
1: and just sticking with you jace jay is it at jay it says and again same question what dan brought into the picture if messi starts do we still have a chance against barcelona i'm confident if they rest him we can win are you jace
2: (laughs) uh well i think even if messi plays we can win whether we will or not, is, is different. I think, as Jamie says, what is it? No defeats since 2009. thousand and nine. They've had it, Let's be fair, they've had a few dead rubbers in that game because they've usually qualified by match day four, haven't they? And um, they really, rarely rest Messi for games. You know, you don't score 50, 60 goals a season if you get rested every other week. So, you know, it's incredibly... We'll do the predictions later, but it's going to take a, a monumental effort even if Messi doesn't play. But if he does, it's a it's a huge effort for us, that's for sure.
1: Now, back round to you, Dan. Another question in here. This is from Joe Briggs at Joe underscore Briggs. says, are we going with a 4-3-3 three, three with Dyer's to Soko Winks in the middle
3: against Barcelona tonight? What do you make of that one? Um, I think quite possibly. I think I wouldn't put it past him dropping Dyer into a back three, actually, when playing um, Walker-Peters and Rose as wing-backs. I think it gives Carl a little bit more... Um, uh, a little bit more backup behind him, um, and I think he, he uh, you know, did drop Dyer in. Was it against Arsenal? Dyer did drop in for the second half, didn't he? So uh, I'm not sure whether he definitely will, but I think that's definitely a possibility. I mean, was he say Sizoco, Dyer and Winks?
1: That's what he's got in his team
3: here. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I don't think Winks will play because I think he plays um, at the weekend. He seems to he seems to be a one game a week sort of guy. Um, I think I think you'd want to play the uh, Son Ali. Ericsson and Kane, so that sort of takes away the option of the five. Maybe see, I'm talking myself round in circles here, I literally have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know with Poch, do you? He, he can, he pulls one out of the hat well, sometimes. He, but, he put yeah. the, I mean, if you remember, he played the
1: Rente, didn't he? Yep. Uh, the Burnabout, it's, so you can't yeah. predict what he can do.
3: Yeah, but he didn't play Girente against uh, Leicester when Kane was rested. So no, he didn't. <laughs> <think>, can... <laughs> I think that time's passed. I think. <laughs>
1: Jason, I want to come round to you because there has been some confusion about how it is going to work in terms of if Spurs were to win by a certain margin, if Inter were to win by a certain margin, how that would actually affect the group and what Spurs need to do. Do you just want to read out to listeners what the actual series of events have to happen for Spurs to ensure they do qualify if they were to beat Barcelona tonight?
2: Yes, but all Spurs have to do is match or better Inter's result. So if Tottenham win in Barcelona, Tottenham qualify if Tottenham lose in Barcelona, but Inter were to lose at home to PSV, Tottenham qualify. If both games finish as draws, Tottenham qualify. So, you know, we there's, there's no need to go into panic stations if we hear Inter Milan are 4-0 up at half-time or anything like that. We've just got to concentrate on getting our result. And, and it's as simple as that. And if that means, you know, if we're 2-0 down with five minutes to go. We don't have to go stupid and think we've got to go gung-ho at this if we know that Inter are also suffering. So it really is a question of it, the, the Tottenham are totally in the driving suit and we have total control over our destinies to, to qualify.
1: Is that even more worrying, Dan? It, we're, it's all in our control again.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, it's in, our, it's in our control, but I think I'd rather be in, uh, in the shoes playing PSV at home. But, you know, I'd I have some of faith. I think, I think we can do it.
1: OK, well, listen, let's go Jace, just for this final question. This is from... Andrews Blackman. Again, it's back, I and mean, then we had Jay's already kind of favoured front four. So let's go with Jason's. This is from, i say, Andrews Blackman. It says, Jace, what is our likely front four? Will we see the likes of Lamella, Deli, Eriksson and Kane starting up top with Sol and Lucas coming off the bench? Lamella coming back from injury will give Poch options and attack. Love the show here in Rochester, New York. Big shout out to New York. Big shout out to you. <laughs> <her." laughs> Jace, come on and see your answer to that one. Well,
2: I think, in theory, I think they're working on the premise that we have to go there and win the game. So, um, logically you would say that you probably think Eli, uh Ericsson Delhi Son Kane will be the four, but <laughs> Pochettino's curveball in Madrid was, was astonishing last year, wasn't it? When none of us could see that one come in. So and, and yet as uh, as Dan said, it wouldn't surprise me if he tried to go with three at the back and the two wing backs, which means one of those four players would miss out. It's it's impossible to know. All, all I know, mate, is that whichever 10 he picks in that white shirt, I've got confidence in to to do him proud.
1: And it's also worth reminding, Jay's that if Spurs weren't to go through, I think we have to bear in mind that the damage was inflicted by the opening cut of fixtures rather than it being looked at about this Barcelona result tonight.
2: No, absolutely. You know, it, you, we knew when that draw came out, Barcelona was match day six. It was up to us to try and get qualification and everything done and dusted before that match day six came around. So, you know, 1-0 up with, into with five minutes to go. You know, that, that was an absolute killer result. And then to, to throw it away again in, in Holland was was ridiculous. So, no, there's, there's no scapegoat to come from, from the Barcelona game. If, if we mess it up, it's because we messed it up in those earlier two away games.
1: And, Jay's part of your point still stands true because you said we would play the kids in Barcelona. Well, skip... And well, Carvajal is going to, Kyle is going to play. Skip maybe travelling as well. So part of what you said was true. Jace at the time.
2: Well, there you go. You see, Burnley's a bigger game than Barcelona. <laughs> 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 right, send we'll the cover- kids. I said it all along. Send the kids. Send the kids. kids. catching Lorente and nine kids, and, <laughs> and I worry about it afterwards because I've got faith that PSV will beat Inter. <laughs> There you go. Well,
1: shall we be brave enough to give out some predictions then? It's a huge game tonight and we said one of the biggest games in Spurs' history, hence why we have done a massive preview on it. Come on, let's go round the table and see if we're brave enough to predict tonight's game and even maybe the goal scorers. Let's start with you, Jamie.
4: Come on, what are you going to give us? Yeah, look, I think the game really does hugely depend on whether Messi will be involved. As I said, I think the Suarez out. I think they're really forced into playing Messi. Um, I think we can beat them anyway. I know you know they they did just lose recently um, with Messi in the team to Real Betis. So you know that was that was just a few weeks ago. So it shows they are beatable with Messi in the team. Uh, for me, I'm going to say Spurs are going to win two one. Two one. And was that before or after you saw Jamie? Also, that they're going to be missing Suarez. Does that make much of a difference for you? Um. I think, well, as I said, I I, I think that I'd rather face Suarez than Messi. But uh, as I said, I just think that um, due to their options uh, and looking at their team, it kind of forces them into playing uh, Messi. So to be honest, yes, it uh, doesn't so much because I would have said it would have been 2-1 anyway. But uh, yeah, I just think that, as I said, they've been forced really into playing Messi. So uh, I don't think it affects my prediction now.
1: OK, and Dan, coming around to you, Valverde, their manager, says there are sure to be rotations ahead of the game. We just had a big game on Saturday. Every game is an opportunity to show what you're capable of doing. So it does sound like, Dan, not to get too excited, he is going to rotate certain areas of the squad.
3: Yeah, I mean, I know that they haven't got the the sort of depth in squad that some other um, Space teams do that they play a lot but I mean they've probably got 15 kids that are probably superstars waiting to waiting to come on anyway no no like, but, we'll see like, off
1: them as well Dan
3: well exactly yeah I mean uh, who's that guy who played who played against us what was it Arthur who I, I hadn't yes. really heard of I don't watch a massive amount of Spanish football but he was absolutely brilliant like I mean literally ran the game um, so whatever team they put out it's going to be a good team but I, like I said James said it, it definitely does depend on Messi I think personally um but yeah, I mean, do you want a prediction? Oh yes please we you're not getting away without one, Dan, sorry. Oh, okay, right, yeah, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really miserable here. Uh oh, I man. I think uh, yeah, I think I think we're gonna get beat. But also I've got faith in uh Van Bommel and PSV. Yep. We're gonna go yes. through with seven points. Is it seven points we've got yeah.
1: Seven, yeah. We're gonna go through. We're gonna go. So you expect PSV to upset yeah. Inter then, Dan?
3: Yeah, five 0 They're gonna win the going <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> To them? be
3: fair, to be fair, I, I don't know what sort of team they'll they'll put out. But Inter aren't much cop, are they? Let's be honest. Uh, I mean, PSV aren't either. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, I've got my blind faith in PSV.
1: Okay, you give us a PSV prediction. We're gonna get a Spurs one from you, Dan. Then or you gave us oh, you know, wow. you a loss. What were you aiming for?
3: Okay, sorry. Yeah, no. Sorry. Yeah, I think. We're, yeah, I think. I think unfortunately we're gonna get beat. I think we're gonna get beat. Yeah, 3 1.
1: 3 1. Okay, 3, three 1. one Barcelona, yeah. 3 1 Barcelona from Dad. Okay, Jace. Sorry, you said you'd be more optimistic. Let's hear it then, Jace. Come on, leave us on a high.
2: Well, I tipped us to lose in Madrid, and I tipped us to lose in Turin. I think I tipped us to lose at Old Trafford this season, and I tipped us to lose at the bridge last year. So I'll go.
1: For Barcelona win, mate. <laughs> okay, I, I see the method behind the madness. I see what you're trying to do. Okay, I mean, I like it I like you know it. I see where you're coming from. I am going to be optimistic. I think we'll get a point there, and I do think it will be enough. I think the PSV game will also end in a draw, which would mean Spurs go through. Which, to be fair, if Spurs were to qualify from this, Jace, I mean. That would be a a wonderful achievement. Bear in mind, this has probably been our toughest group that we've made of it ourselves personally. You know, you would argue we've been the one Spurs, again, the victim of our own downfall that have made this group as hard as what it has now become to go to match day six and have to get a result, if you see what I point.
2: Yeah, it's it's, it's totally our own fault. And um, it's, the frustration is that you look at that group and you think, we didn't actually have to do that much better to to have qualified, you know. We we hold on to that winning PSV. We hold on to at least a point in Milan, and and you know we are literally going there for a, a dead rubber tomorrow, aren't we? We're both both them and us through, so it is frustrating that it's it's totally our own fault.
1: There you I'm go. I'm just
2: looking up. I'm just looking up the first game of the Europa League. is on Valentine's Day. Don't so you um, dare, Jay. So, <laughs> so Matt, get get in early with the missus and say we're busy on Valentine's
1: Day. Even me bringing us up, not bringing us down,
2: Jace. <laughs> What's going we on got here? Dynamo Donuts on, on
3: <laughs> <laughs> Romantic trip to Bulgaria.
2: Oh yeah, dear. I some of that. Metal or something like that for <laughs> the
1: wife. We do not want really to go to Moldova and, uh, you know, <laughs> Iraq during a, a, a critical <laughs> period of the season when there's, there's a title t- to still play for boys. Ryan well, Mason still believes it. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen... Dan, thank you as always for coming on. It's been such a pleasure. And I promise you, Dan, we'll have you back on before the end of the season. Great show from you as always.
3: Yeah, cheers, mate. I'll be more optimistic next time. Up the Spurs.
1: There you go. Dan, honest as always. We always appreciate it. And Jamie, as always, one of our own, one of our regulars, we'll have you back on, Jamie. No doubt, either on Love Sport or last one on Spurs' podcast very, very soon.
4: No, pleasure, pleasure, mate. Always always great to be on the best Spurs podcast, so. Oh, isn't
1: it, isn't it, Jim? Isn't it, Jim? Oh, one of our own, Jamie from the Daily Hotspur. And, Jace I'll be seeing you Thursday night at the post-celebrations of Spurs, going through to the next round of the Champions League, of course. Uh
2: oh, let's hope so, mate. But, uh, like I say, remember that stat. Drop Kane and we win the league, mate.
1: What, do. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to end the show. I can't believe he's going to roll with that. Are we actually running with that, Jace? <laughs> And this bloke is told he's the voice of reason. I don't know why I listen to him. Honestly, I don't. <laughs> listen, guys, enjoy the show. We'll be back to review it on Love Sport on Thursday. Let's hope, pray, keep your fingers crossed and toes for a Spurs win. And as always,
0: come on you Spurs! <laughs>